When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. We got a lot to cover today. We are joined back by the sisters or with the sisters from the pop apologist podcast. Hello. Hello, David. I have to know, are your Patreon people like get these bitches off (laughs) our Patreon? (laughs) No, I mean, let me just tell you that people just love, I think when I break it all down with you guys, I mean, I've said it before. I've said it again. I'm into the analytics. I look at every number and just, we have icons that are Fran Drescher, Susan Lucci. We just had Gabrielle Carteris from 90210, one of the best TV shows to ever exist in the history of TV. People care, but they don't care as much as hearing us break down all these shows. So there you go. So no, nobody is sick of you guys. They actually, I think that I could just tell everyone and these guests to fuck off and we could just like chit chat all day. (laughs) And the people that are listening right now would be more thrilled with that type of chat, (laughs) believe it or not. So that's fantastic. So I'm thrilled you guys are back. Okay, here's the deal. I know we're going to go fast. We are going to cover everything. We have Jen Shaw and the housewife and the Shaw Shocker. We have Ultimate Mm -hmm. Girls Trip and we have the OC. Where, oh, where out of those three would you like to start? I would love to start with OC. Chan, have you watched it? I have not watched OC. So that actually is where I would, I personally would not start there. Well, we can do the OC quickly. Okay, that's perfect. Because we have watched it and Miss Dubrow has made an appearance. Oh, she has. I, you guys, I feel like so vindicated in my my suspicions of the Dubrows after watching this episode. (gasps) I am so excited to chat about it with you. Okay, so since Chandler hasn't watched, I'll just do a little bit of a recap. Perfect. Yeah, but they 
they get a lot into Heather Dubrow's wealth in terms of like, they show the house in all of its, you know, mm-hmm. in all of its glory. Like the staff is in uniform. There's a wow. private chef. There's a towel warming drawer, which like isn't that extreme, but there's, you know, obviously her closet filled to the brim with designer goodies. Mm-hmm. There's just, it's just so extreme. Um, and I think what's so interesting about it is the end of the episode kind of centers on what's coming next episode, which is this break with this blow up feud between the new cast member, um, Nicole okay. and, and well, it's basically about Nicole and essentially the fact that she is suing Heather or Terry. <gasps> she has sued what? Terry in the past or is suing him, which is very strange because Heather doesn't seem to know this. Uh, but over a bad boob job, allegedly. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. I'm sure well, I, I need to watch this. Well, okay. First of all, one question because you guys, you've talked about it here before. I know. So, like, what was your suspicion? Just like what that the Rose have fake money? Because you've brought it up here before. Like, I forgot what your stance was. My stance was that there's just, their money doesn't make sense, right? Like Terry Dubrow's a plastic surgeon Mm -hmm. and yeah, they've sold some stuff in QVC, Heather Dubrow's a podcast. Like by all accounts, they're very successful, but they're not rock star successful. Not like private jet, you know, private like chef, everything, huge mansion, building another mansion in Idaho. Like the money didn't add up. They seem to have like oil tycoon money versus looking at someone like Tamara who, who like lives in like a tract home and like a nice gated community, you know, like they, they have like an absurd amount of money compared to some of the other OC housewives. They do. Yes. And and you don't think that like, because this is what you said the last time you don't think it makes sense like why a surgeon can't get that much money. Correct. Correct. I don't think that it's a lifestyle that you can honestly, even unless you're like an a mega star or like an NBA basketball player, unless you're LeBron James, like I don't think you're working and making that kind of money. And, and that suspicion, which a lot of people like just took it for granted that that all of this money came from botched interior Dubrow's boob jobs. That suspicion was a completely confirmed and vindicated in the book, um, the uh, Not All Diamonds in Rosé that came out. So this is a nugget that came out from Not All Diamonds in Rosé that basically no one has like blasted. And I'm very confused as to how this has not gone like more viral, but it's revealed in Not All Diamonds in Rosé that Kelly Dodd's realtor or friend was Heather Dubrow's realtor. And when you're a realtor, someone's realtor, like you kind of know more about the intimate details of that person's finances. And what that person, that realtor revealed to Kelly Dodd was that most of the money that the Dubrows have is actually inherited from Terry's father and brother, who was a rock star. And that's what they don't want leaked out. And that's why there's all these like cease and desist um, because they don't want that, I guess, to be widely known. Well, okay. So, I mean, his brother was definitely in quiet riot, like a big, like, Mm -hmm. come on, feel the noise. I didn't realize an 80s rocker, like of that level, 
couldn't make that much money. Like, sure, Ozzy Osbourne, fucking loaded. Like, he's huge. You know, like, then you go into, like, softer rock, like Bon Jovi, fucking loaded. I didn't think Quiet Riot being a member gave you that much money. I don't even know a Quiet Riot song. I've never even, I barely heard of Quiet Riot. Come on, feel the noise. If you, you have heard it. I'll recognize it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know that that it's just that inheritance, but it's also from Terry's father. Like apparently that, that money plays a significant role into their current lifestyle. Are which we is something sure? I don't really want broadcast. Got it. Are, are we sure though, that none of this money is coming from Malibu country? Heather didn't get a huge payout from her time. on. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. I, I'm sure of that. So, but what did Terry's father have? Look at, I mean, it can't be from, the swan because i mean like us well from the 80s rockers and all of that it's kind of like if you weren't the a-list like the money's different now do you know what i mean like there are no there's no taylor swift money back then it's like the money's just changed like same with tv so it can't be a ton from that and as was terry's father and bob i mean the swan was like the best fucking tv show that's ever existed in the history of tv but i mean that wasn't like i mean that wasn't, I mean, when Terry and Heather were here, I brought it up to Terry and he was like, oh my God, I can't believe you even want to talk about the swan. But that, <laughs> that right, like that can't be tons of money. I just thought it was from being a surgeon. You just, you know, it doesn't well, add up for you. I know. I, I mean, not only does it not add up, but Kelly Dodd talks about it in the book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé, like their money doesn't add up. You know, I'm not the first person to have voiced this. Um, and she confirms that, you know, a lot of it comes from the, an inheritance and it's probably an inheritance that was invested. Well, right. I'm sure it's a, you know, combined with the money that they make. So it's not like Terry's efforts go for nothing. Like he is on botched. He is a successful surgeon. Um, but you know, that that's not the reason why they live the lifestyle that they do. Lauren, can I ask you a question circling back to the lawsuit? Haven't you yes. heard something about Terry not being like a one, a, a perfect surgeon? Like okay, obviously so he's talented, but I don't think that he does like all, all he's like an, an all a one-stop shop surgeon, right? Like he well, does everything, right? So I don't know about that. I know, I don't know if he's a one-stop shop surgeon, but I can tell you that living in Orange County, you definitely hear from people who've been to him. Um, or you hear of people who have gone to him allegedly and that they've allegedly been very unhappy. And it mm. only takes a quick Google search of Yelp reviews to determine that there are many unhappy alleged patients of allegedly. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm I mean, actually terrified. No, I mean, listen, I haven't. Now, I do have a very controversial OC housewife coming up that does bring up Terry oh, surgery. Okay. But putting this lovely woman aside, I mean, I had the, you know, everyone says, who's your favorite, blah, 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 blah. I'll always go back to one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done is Miss Janice Dickinson uh, icon in the the making um, for Supermodel Ever. And she was on Botched. I mean, she was on Mm. the TV show. And, you know, she on the air on the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast didn't exactly have such great things to say. I mean, Janice doesn't hold back. Really? She said like Kendall and Kylie, you know, are nepotism. And I mean, it's all viral. T- Tyra's this. And Janice just says oh it how gosh. it is. She's like, I mean, fucking he, 
Because she basically said he botched my shit. And I mean, fucking wow. like, but I'm not yeah. saying just Janice said it. So, but then there is another OC housewife who's like, Terry's booked forever because, mm-hmm. you know, of TV shows and locally, none of us go to him. I'm not saying that I have nothing against Heather and Terry at all. And I am in awe of how Heather looks like Heather is like LVP. I don't know how she's like in yeah. that class, like the Carolyn Stanberry of like, girl, I am jealous. Like, how do you do it? Like Heather should just quit all this and just teach etiquette courses and style and dress. She's always so together. I I am with you, which is why when I speak these ill will, ill words, You're I, I hate, no, I hate myself <laughs> because I love Heather Dubrow so much. I got my core. I want her. I want to like, I, I want, I want her in my life maybe as like, you know, a co-mother with my mother or just some sort of matriarch, someone I can go to, you know, kneel at her feet, hear her wisdom. Like I honestly worship Heather Dubrow like a God. And so that is why I am personally very conflicted reporting this news. No, but I mean, this news, so I've known like, so the rumor is that Nicole came on as a full-time housewife. Now, Again, it just begs the like, I don't understand how Bravo does a thorough investigation. And then we have like racial claims and all these things. And it happens on The Bachelor, happens on every network. But like Nicole apparently was demoted. That's the rumor. That's, you know, what, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No. So apparently what happened was, is that once this is, once this comes out, Heather Dubrow like shuts down essentially and has her fired. Like that's it's, the power of the Dubrows. That is the power of the Dubrows. That is the power of the Dubrows. I mean, so you think that it is because like that the realtor told Kelly, I mean, we're, we're making a lot of assumptions here because Kelly's involved, love Kelly, but you know, there's ulterior. So that's what, you know, that like Kelly, is that, well, is that Kel- what you're saying? Kelly just revealed in the book that, that the Dubros were pissed at her for talking about the fact that, you know, they had this major inheritance, which plays a lot into their lifestyle. That's really the financial piece. The surgical piece um, is, you know, going to be brought to light, I guess, next episode and is the reason why, you know, they got Nicole off the show because they don't want, they don't want to talk about that. Terry Dubrow is actually like not necessarily the surgeon that he appears to be potentially allegedly. Yes, that is apparently why they got her off the show. But man, like the power of Heather Dubrow then, like that's where, I mean, I've brought this up before too. It's like, do I think personally that Heather Dubrow said like, look, I'm not coming back unless Kelly's gone 100%, although she says she didn't say that. I am sure that was brought up. I think that she actually said, I also don't want Bronwyn there. Not, not the direction that my oh, show is going to go in. This is just my opinion. I mean, the Kelly thing, she said, I'll never film with Kelly again. So I'm just assuming when they went to her and on hands and knees, she's like, I need Kelly gone. And they're like, okay, great. And I, I just think she threw Bronwyn in there because she doesn't think that's really the high class way to go of the yeah. show. And I mean, Vargas, who I love dearly, was, you know, just like, okay, well, why are we going to keep this Vargas? So I, I, I do think it's just, I've said this before, like, I wonder just how involved 
Heather is? Like, is Heather that LVP Bethany where there's rumors of, like Carol Roswell was just here. She's like, no, 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 I'm telling you, there was a text chain that went around between all the producers and Bethany was privy to that. Bethany knew things that happened that with me filming Luann, Ramona, things that didn't have anything to do with her when she wasn't there. She knew Mm -hmm. everyone's story. I just wonder to what extent Heather, like, right? I mean, that's what it is. We we bring someone in and Heather's like, put the fucking kibosh on this now. It's sandal season. Look, everyone always gets excited for sandal season. The weather is warmer, but I wear sandals year round. And now you can too, thanks to Crocs. With the new Crocs style sandals, you can embrace those feel good summer vibes all year long. I love Crocs sandals, not just because they're stylish, but because they're so comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I feel I can do anything. They have new Miami sandals and Brooklyn sandals, but my absolute favorite are their getaway sandals. They are so soft, light, and thin. It literally feels like I don't have any shoes on at all. There's a cushiony, soft footbed, and it honestly feels like I'm walking on clouds. Style-wise, they go with anything and everything, and I can wear them anywhere, no matter how casual or a more formal event. You have to check out the getaway sandals and all of their sandals come in such a variety of colors. So you can match with any outfit. Right now, get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I just think that Heather Dubrow packs like as much of a punch as 10 housewives in one. Like she brings this level of sophistication and style and wealth and, and personality and just everything. She's extremely captivating to watch. And so, and, and, you know, she has that LVP, that Bethany quality where, you know, she's dynamite television. And I think she has that power. And I, I, absolutely believe that she like you said picked the cast that she wanted to be a part that she would that she would film with and said there are certain people I won't film with Kelly for sure I'm not 100% on Bronwyn Um, I think that the producer I think that there were other reasons that production wanted Bronwyn off the show Um, but I do believe that Heather Dubrow has that kind of weight or was able to to I guess throw her weight around in that way because Ultimately, she is just so fantastic to watch, whether you love her, whether you hate her. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And the thing is, like, to save the OC, because, again, I've said this before, I personally don't think last season of Roni was as, like, I don't understand why it was off for everybody. Like, people hated it. I hated the, the only thing I've hated is the last season of the OC. I think it's the worst season in Housewives history of anything that's ever existed. And so... Who could you have said the return of? Nobody. Nobody, like, you you couldn't have had that dramatic walking, walking, oh my God, it's Heather. Heather's the only one that could have, like, had this presentation, right? Like, so- 100%, absolutely. So, like, if someone came to you when you had- a lot of, you don't have all the cards. I mean, you don't can't say $5 million because that's what Bethany wants to say, Roni. 
but you know, it's like, I think Heather was like, I have a lot of cards. Like, this is how it works, Mm -hmm. you know, and not for nothing. The production company is the same company that does bot. So it's like, they've been in good. It's like the DeBros and Heather never fell out bad with anybody. And the bottom line is she does elevate the show. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. wherever the money comes from, it's real money. And so if that's what people now want to have in their housewives, which is where this whole thing started. And I think that's what people want, especially after New York last season. I think like they're trying to do that now. Like, I think they're trying to make it like Beverly Hills on all franchises, right? Well, I think that if you compare, if you compare this new season, season premiere of 16 with last season, like the depressing COVID home videos we were forced to watch. I mean, it, it's just an entirely completely refreshed, completely different show in the best of ways. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. And I think that they did an excellent job and you know, there are certain choices that they made that I second guessed at the beginning. Like I wasn't sure about Gina and I wasn't sure about Emily because I thought that they're both, you know, they didn't necessarily bring that help, that housewife drama in terms of their style, in terms of their wealth that the other housewives bring. But now I understand that casting decision because watching the show, they do represent the viewer, like the rational viewer. They are mm-hmm. kind of that Greek chorus almost kind of singing what's going on and, and you know, giving, com- you know, commentary on it and being that relatable audience actually built into the show. And so it's, it's I think it's really well done. Yeah. How is Shannon this season? Um, you know, it's interesting. Shannon is just so Shannon in the mm-hmm. best of ways. Like she's walking through Heather's house and she can't help. I mean, it's so funny. So like they get, boo- they get, they have this boozy lunch at Javier's and then Heather's like, just come up and see the house. And, um, and so they're doing like this long walk through and it's, it's this full tour. Um, and Shannon, is just like, clearly tipsy clearly remembering <laughs> when she was the you know the matriarch of a of an estate in newport coast and right. she's walking down memory lane and this is kind of dark for her to Oof. witness and so it's interesting to see that and you know unfortunate and she, i love shannon i love that shannon is so emotionally messy i love i love her in the way that i love like an lvp as well um i think she's great television so Okay. Yeah. I I think to me, this is Shannon's make or break season. I think that, you know, the thing about Emily and Gina is like, I I get it as well because they blend. Like if you need some continuity for the Heather Dubrow show, they blend, you know what I mean? They're not going to stick out. Mm -hmm. And they're also, neither of them is afraid to go to the mat. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's, it's, I, I get it. I think Shannon is to me, going into the season, the most vulnerable in terms of if we are going to terminate somebody at the end of this season, I mean, without watching the season, it's Shannon. Yeah. I even felt that like, I haven't seen this season yet, but Shannon's the person who I'm actually the least excited to watch on TV. I've, I've just started to find her pretty grating. And I think I've kind of seen her, her drama a lot. And I don't know. I don't know if it feels like real anymore. I don't know if it, or it just maybe feels too sad and real. I, I I don't know. I'm like, I would love to see like a happy Shannon season. And I don't know if that's what we'll get. Yeah. And and I agree. I think, and I've said this before, like, I think like, I, I think that like 
her story, she to me is Sonia Morgan. Her story was, mm-hmm. she was, she was, ev- she was a phenomenal housewife, like married to an awful man. Finally, you know, yep. couldn't find her voice, treated like crap, trying to diet. And he's like, I'm going to eat potato chips and pizza on KFC. Oh, you can go eat your fucking lettuce. And then, you know, finally finds a voice and it's over with this horrible man. And like, you know, then she's, then she's single and she gets fat and like, do you know what I mean? I just think yep. like, then she loses the weight. Like it's such a great story arc. I just think that it's, it's, there's nothing left and it is starting to feel fake to me. And so it's great. Like we thank you for your service. You were, you were one of the greats, but it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it time to move on? Because ultimately we're looking at someone who's not really going through things anymore. Like she has the stable partnership and her kids are grown or, and about to leave the house. Like we're basically, there's nothing like all we're witnessing now is someone like remembering their past and like the tribulations of their past. And so there's no current drama. Is that the problem? Do you think? And like the personality, it's kind of like, there's no mystery. It's like, we, she's a great personality Mm -hmm. for a housewife. It's just kind of like, it's just, it, you can't, you can't give anything else like a straight, like, let's put it this way. We are more interested if there was like, choose one, you are more interested in what is lurking behind Emily and Gina's eyes. Like what is going on in those heads more than Shannon's? I just think we know Shannon too much. Yes. I think mm-hmm. Shannon has just not evolved at all. Like yeah. we've seen Emily and Shane go through their marital issues, but Shan or that Emily has evolved. And I just, and Gina's obviously gone through it with her ex-husband. Like we've seen these, both of these people have like trouble in their relationships, but they both evolved and they just feel like dynamic people that I can relate to. And I feel like Shannon is still kind of stuck in Shannon mode, I guess. I don't know. I just haven't seen her like as a person evolve past like some of her, her behavior. This is the thing I'm going to say about this. I, I understand what you're saying, but I think that, I think that ultimately Shannon is very messy and chaotic Mm -hmm. emotionally. And while it was exhausting, I think to have a Shannon and Bronwyn in, in one season, I think having at least a Shannon, one person that's like that is good because on some level, if you have just all these very level-headed women with plenty of restraint and mystery, you might end up with scenes that fall kind of flat because no one's getting, you know, no one's getting messy. I, I agree. I agree that Shannon does bring the messiness. I just think viewers are kind of sick of it. Like she has like one speed of messy and that's like, and it's really sad and dark to watch. It's all, you know, at the daughter's tavern or whatever that, that scene was where she threw the plate. Like, yes. you know, the quiet woman. Yeah. The quiet woman. I agree with that. Now I would love to talk about this more, but since we are trying to keep it on track, you guys, first oh, of all, yes. you'll come back and we'll talk about more OC as the season. Yes. Let's on. do it. But in the meantime, let's talk about, but I mean, I, I agree with all of that so far. So let's now talk about the housewife and the Shaw shocker. Okay. Chandler dying for your thoughts. I know I kind of, um, was a little, I, I, I went on too long when it came to OC. So what are your thoughts on the shot, the housewife and the Shaw shocker? So the housewife and the Shaw shocker was, I'm just going to be totally honest. I think it wasn't as much of a shocker as I was hoping. <laughs> um, I would say that I guess I compared it to the housewife and the hustler because it was another Hulu production and the housewife and the hustler floored me. 
like I watched it with my boyfriend and we were both just like, like jaw dropping. Like I think the housewife and the hustler about Erica Jane and Tom Girardi, like really exposed everything. And like, it just, to me, it added so much context to the, to that scandal. Whereas this one, it felt a little bit sensationalized. Like it just, it didn't have a ton of meat on the bones you could say. So I have some, some parts of it that I did think were, were interesting, but I don't know if anyone else got that read. Like, I feel like the real drama is truly happening on the show and it's ongoing right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of got that read. I, I, yeah, I didn't really learn much. I didn't really like, was like, okay, like, did we try to rush this out just because I mean the ratings for the housewife and the hustler were so good and we're just not as invested in Jen's drama as we are Erica's we have more mm-hmm. years with Erica as people I think I think that's right. part of it have you ever been excited by that big sign free trial you sign up and you don't even realize it's a subscription that renews without your consent my life has changed since i discovered truebill truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need want or simply forget about on average people save up to $720 a year with truebill because companies make subscriptions so hard to cancel have you ever actually realized you were paying for a subscription and then tried to cancel it, you have to scroll around that website so many times, click so many buttons. Truebill makes it so simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Velvet Rope. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Velvet Rope. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash velvet rope. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress level is high, your temper is shorter than usual, or even if you're starting to feel strained in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased and who's not going to judge you or take sides. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Behind the Velvet Rope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. That's B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash velvet rope. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. And I think, you know what it is? I mean, Erica was a huge, huge fan favorite. People loved Erica. And so right. it's like, they also love like a, like a lynch mob fall from grace. Totally. And like Jen Shaw was, is just an unlikable human being right from the beginning. That's my opinion. Yeah. Maybe people love her, but it just, it wasn't as much of a, like, I don't know. It's not as much of like a takedown, which people seem to love. I've, I mean, I, when I was watching it, I just kind of felt like there was, like you guys said, no real 
new specific specific information. Like I liked watching and seeing how these telemarketing scams actually work, but I don't even feel like they said, and this is exactly what Jen Shaw's scam was doing. They were like, well, this is the realm of telemarketing scams, Mm -hmm. but they never really specifically talk about what Jen Shaw was doing. If you know, and what even the scammer she was involved with were doing, they just kind of like, they were talking about it in general. And there wasn't, like you guys said, like anything, anything new really to seek or sink our teeth into. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt too. You know, like when the victims came out, I'm like, oh my God, like I feel bad for these older people. Yes. I, I mean, you know, all the people they choose to make the comments. I mean, I've <sighs> had, it's all, I mean, like, I, I mean, I've had Dana, I'm friends with Dana, but mm-hmm. let's just take her out of it. Cause you know, everyone's about to call her and tell her that I've just shaded her, but like, <laughs> let's just focus on like this guy who's like the super fan. And I'm just like, uh, where, where are they finding these people? Right. Right. I didn't know where half of these people came from. Um, they had like her assistant or her stylist who was like scorned and that like voicemail and he- he was on it, but like, I didn't find that part to be like Listen. all that shocking. It just felt like a rehashing I had him on this show. It's a whole, okay. I have a whole story with him last year. It's like a whole weird thing of like, I, I don't know. I think he reached out to me. Maybe I reached out to him. I don't know how the whole thing started. And like, he was going to talk to me. And then like, we got on to do this interview and it was like, he wouldn't, it was the, literally it's on my like top three of the strangest interviews I've ever done in my life. Like I have nothing against him at all, but it was just like, you you're not answering any fucking question then like 20 minutes after we hung up he was on page six like breaking his silence i'm like well you were obviously paid for this like i don't know if you're paid a dollar 250 dollars i'm not fucking paying you i mean i haven't paid anyone ever nor will i because i don't need to but it was more like you could have canceled the interview and like i'm glad you kind of did it but it was just the strangest interview and he was looking left the whole time and i'm like sweetheart i have eyes we're on zoom like who the fuck is standing to your left like what is someone (laughs) nodding like is is there like a cue card like yes answer (laughs) no don't answer i swear Uh to god it was the strangest thing and i'm like you were looking the the videos on my patreon so it's like people can watch it it's like the strangest thing i'm like who are you looking so that was just weird as well right so yeah that his whole interview was was strange that's crazy that he was like skittish or at least like shifty on yours um i i also thought that the the they try or they brought up the fact that she faced a lot of racism and discrimination growing up in salt lake you know being uh, tongan or polynesian and i i found that to be an uh like valid and interesting but i think it was just like I don't think that that gives someone license to then, you know, be a scammer. And so I just thought that like, that was an odd um, defense, I guess, like mm-hmm. defensive side to bring into this. It's like, so, so you get to then, you know, scam elderly people. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like Dana tried to bring that shit up when she was here. And mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, like I had a miserable childhood. Like I was like a fat gay kid, like in the suburbs that was bullied. Like, you know, yeah, it led to issues. Yes, then mm-hmm. I've worked them out. Like, I don't think I'm just against anyone relying on, like, this is my crutch for being like, yes. Way. But, right, certainly, whatever issues you have that may take somebody longer to work out, how does that give you the license to scam people? Like, yes, 
I, mean, I, I, can, I, I get it. You feel the world owes you and you're going to show everyone to be richer and more beautiful than I get the psychology behind it, but no, I mean, no. I, I even understand it as a defense where, she, where she's like, you know, I obviously, she obviously gets too angry. She has anger issues. Like whatever that, okay. That, that line of logic makes sense. Like, you know, I had to fight back my whole childhood, you know, against bullies, like sure. But then the idea that like, she's literally being prosecuted <laughs> by the government for scamming people. And, and we need to now feel bad for her because, you know, like I just, that, I, that doesn't excuse it in my opinion. No, it doesn't excuse it. I do think it's more interesting. Like I had Meredith here. I agree with you. I think it's more interesting what's playing out now. I've known Meredith from before housewives. And like, I'm like, I'm, I'm here for it. Like I'm shocked Look, Meredith is, I mean, you've heard her, you've seen her. She's not, she's what's, she's media savvy. So I'm shocked that Meredith is even going there. Like Meredith has said way more than I would have ever thought she would have said, you know, just because she's media savvy and, Mm -hmm. but she's not, she's speaking out her real, she's not doing it for press. Like she's giving her real opinion on Jen. She's kind of like the Sutton of Salt Lake this season. Oh yeah. I mean, so here's my question for you. Lauren and I talked about this a little bit when the episode aired, but do you think that Meredith knew? Because we both Lauren and I found Meredith's reaction to the girls calling her and saying, have you been checking your phone? Did you see what happened with Jen? You know, when she got arrested, we found her response to be a little bit cavalier or just like a little too cool. So I just wonder, like, did, did Meredith know? Did she have any connection to Jen getting arrested? What do you think? I mean, look, I asked her when she was here, you know, point blank, like, did you call the feds? And yeah. I mean, look, Meredith is fun. She's, she's coy. She gives her answers. Yeah. You know, it gets picked up in the press love. But so you have to listen to the episode. It's really good. But she, look, I don't think she called the feds. No, but I don't know if she knew. I just think it's like Heather Gay said on, on Watch What Happens. Like they all kind of knew something was amiss, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Something. And I don't know. It's just like, right. It's just. And I I mean, if you I know we were talking about how Heather DeBrow's money doesn't add up. Like Jen Shaw's money never added up even slightly. So, no. you know, it, yeah. I mean, even her, her fake little office, maybe it wasn't fake, but that little office, I don't know if you remember that scene where she was like scribbling yes. in some notebook from home goods, like girl boss notebook. Like it was just that whole thing. I'm like real business does not happen in this office. I, I, mean, I hate to say it, but I, I know I work in corporate America. This is not where real business goes down. <sighs> No, that I knew. Yeah. I mean, like, so I, I guess I never, like, we didn't have enough time to really think about it, but yes, like it was the whole, like a coach can't make this. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I just, and like, I even asked Dana, like, what did you learn from this? I mean, I still don't think that Jen personally, I don't think Jen Shaw understands what's really going on. Like, I understand you could have the defense of like, I just handed over the leads period. I mean, and that's not my problem that you decided to, de- you know, I, I gave you yeah. the leads. I, I get what the defense is, but I mean, I still don't think she understands the gravity of her situation. I mean, her social media behavior is different than Erica's, but not much better. She's not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Again, if I were what? being investigated by the, like the feds, it's just like, at some point you have to be like, I need to put earning, you know, 
whatever it is, $200,000 from social posts aside, because first I need to be free. Once I'm free, I'll be back and I want to do this and I need to make money. But it's kind of like, I'm sorry, you can't make your social media money, but you just can't because you got to worry about walking around free. Cause this yeah. is real jail time. Like real. Well, that, yeah. Lauren, weren't you saying that like sh- her, her, the potential for her jail time is like really long. Like she, and you, David, you're a lawyer, you know, like she could go away for a while. This isn't Teresa a year type of thing. Right. It's like, it's, it's real. Yes. Yeah. It's what did yeah. you think? Oh, go ahead, Laura. Oh, I will. Well, I was just going to say, um, I think I was listening to another podcast where there is an attorney who, um, was an expert on these kind of crimes on it. And he basically said that, you know, she actually might be looking like, you know, a, a decade or two decades in prison oh um, for this. And so, cause I think initially we thought this would be more of a Teresa Judice situation, but yeah. it's absolutely not. Um, I think that Jen Shaw is a narcissist and yeah. really enjoys being in the spotlight. Doesn't care if she's famous or infamous, as long as people yeah. are thinking about her mm-hmm. and looking at her. Well, and so, yeah. No, I was going to say, thank you. Because I, that's another thing. When Dana was here, she like was, she gasped when I asked her this. It's like, I asked her like, do you think, I was, she couldn't believe my question. Like, do you think Jen Shaw is happy is happy that this happens mm-hmm. i i stand mm-hmm. by that question right because well, she's and, now the center and, the and what i'll just say is that in the episode from last week or maybe the week before when she goes to her to her attorney the day after she's arrested i i don't want to judge anyone's grief or what they look like in these moments but here i go um she did not seem that forlorn after she'd been arrested like i and, and maybe she, it just seemed like she was playing it up a lot for the camera. Like when she was debriefing with the, with that attorney, it just kind of seemed like, I don't know. It just, it felt like she was having a, another like great on scene moment. It didn't feel like she was like somebody who was just, you know, facing 10 years in prison, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't seem that way to me. It really doesn't. And if you are a true narcissist, then you love this. Like you mm-hmm. love the attorney right. meeting. Yeah. I and mean, also like not for nothing. Why I, I would be like, you can go fuck yourself, Bravo. Like you're not coming into yes. my like attorney's office. Are you mm-hmm. fucking kidding me? Like, I'm just saying like, it's all great until like, you really might go away. And then it's like, the only thing I would be thinking about in life is like, how do I mit- mit- mitigate the number of years I'm going to be behind bars? And yes. then I'll worry about being famous and being on a TV show and making money on social media. Yeah. Well, I think like, you know, I personally felt like part four of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion actually was quite vindicating for Erica. Like as much as people love to hate her, it was clear to me that she did not know that Tom was engaging in these activities. I believed her when she said that she would not be on reality television Mm -hmm. when she and Lisa Rinna had that moment where they're like, I I wouldn't be doing the show if I knew this was happening. Um, I think it's literally the exact opposite for Jen Shaw. Not only did she know it was happening, she was allegedly doing the crime. You know, she was a, a, a co-conspirator of the highest degree. Um, and you know, she, she was actually the one 
who is guilty and hurting other people. Well, yeah. And then she also is starring in a show at the same time. Like it's so interesting. A huge part of her storyline was being this mogul who has this huge business and her assistance. And, you know, if, if you were a person who didn't know you were committing illegal activity, I don't think that you would be putting, I don't know. I wouldn't be at the, those, that would not be at the forefront of my storyline. No, not at all. So I agree. I don't think that this hot, you know, housewife and Shaw Shocker was that dramatic. Who do you think will be the next one? Um, who do I think will be the next? What do you mean? Like, think, cause you know what I think they're going to try to do next. I wonder, what? like, I think they're going to keep this going. I wonder if they're going to do like, Oh, the next a, documentary, like, um, a, like Mary Cosby. Ooh. Like, I mean, yes. not that she's done anything wrong, but I think maybe you can investigate her. I, 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 I think if the ratings on this are good, they're going to start broadening the scope. It doesn't have to just yeah. be like arrested. It could be like scandal. Well, I mean, there's mm-hmm. so much with Mary Cosby. I feel like we've just barely scratched the surface with we her have... entire life and story. Yes. Yes. And yes. Um, Okay, let's talk. Anything else you want to say about this before girls trip? I mean, I guess the bottom line is we don't really care about the Jen Shaw thing as much as this is what I said. I thought maybe as the time went on, like people would get more, but like nobody seems to care. I just think that you know we kind of one thing I want to oh, oh, go ahead. I'll just yes. say, I think that the episode where Jen is arrested and that fallout, I think that just kind of like, um, excuse this expression, but it kind of popped our cherry. And I just think that it, we couldn't, we cu- you couldn't recreate that level of drama and just like shock in another docuseries, unless they had some crazy new information, which it just didn't have. Yes, I, I, I agree. Um, should we, yeah. Oh, oh, no, no. Let's move on. Let's move on. Well, I was going to say, if you have to say something, I don't want to cut you off. I just want to get to girls trip too. Cause I know everyone is like going crazy over girls trip. Yes, totally. Let's get to girls trip. Um, I would like to start this conversation by saying, I feel like, you know, maybe I've been very negative in the past several months talking about the end of housewives and, you know, it's just played out. And, you know, one day this will end just like the real world ended. And I think I need to take, I need to check myself and put myself into a corner and say, maybe I had it all wrong. Maybe the brilliant minds of Andy Cohn and those, the powers that be, are going to figure this out for the next like 30 years because I am here. I am awake. I am in love. I am in love. I am just in love. (laughs) (laughs) I am so happy to hear your love for the housewives restored. It's beautiful. Wait, tell, give us your, give us like your thoughts. I'm like so interested in, you know, how you've made this mighty change of heart. I mean, listen, if, if someone doesn't like it, I, I want to know why, like, you know, feel free to disagree. I feel, and I would, I really need to slow down and look at the timing of everything. Cause like, I feel that this was green lit and the idea came as New York was going down the toilet. That's what I feel. Mm. I didn't not like New York. I liked New York, but as the ratings were plummeting, I just think 
this is tied to that of like, wait a second, we got it. You people don't want anything serious. You don't want any real topics, no race, no politics, no religion, no anything. We got it. We want old school nostalgia. So it's like part nostalgia and part like, let's, we're going to, we got it. We're going to do the light edit and we're going to have fun. And so to me, it feels like this is like, what housewives started as it wasn't Mm -hmm. these Twitter wars and this real disgust of your, your child Mm -hmm. is not your own and like Monique and Candace. And, and, you know, now we have all these, it's this to me is just like, we're going to fight and have drama, but it's going to be so light and fun, which we can do in an edit. I mean, even the song housewives on the (laughs) Island, like even the theme song, it's like, well, I mean, like everyone has their theme song and it's all the same, but it's like a different variation. They're like, no, we're not even going to do a bit because they could have done a variation on the traditional theme song. They're like, no, right. we're going to bring in this like, I'm like housewives on the, this theme song is going down in history as one of the classics. Like it's such a good theme song and it's just nostalgia, man. Well, I think what's fun about it is it is this nostalgia um, with, with these iconic women, but I do find that the backdrop of Turks and Caicos, this new, this, you know, this new like Jamaican theme song, it's like a, it's like a fresh margarita, like an artisan handcrafted margarita. It's just extremely refreshing and delightful. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I'll just add to that metaphor with it. I think they chose the finest ingredients to go into this margarita. Like they chose (laughs) the, the best personalities, the most extreme personalities, maybe, um, and that they just knew it would mix well. So yes, I am also loving it. I agree with all of that. And I think it'll be interesting to see like, you know, so next season, you know, I mean, I don't know if now they're going to call it girls trip something else, or if it's going to be, I, I heard they were going to call it ex-wives like club or something like that. But I, I just wonder where we go from there. Like, are we going to stick with the ex-wives or are we going to do the wives? Because I mean, it, they're two different things and like the possibilities are endless, just endless. I want it all personally. Like I would Me love too. to have, you know, the, the people who were fired, I would love to have, see them on a show because there's going to be, what's interesting is, is we're watching current cast, mostly current cast members on this show, people who think they're going to be returning. Yeah, And so none of them are going to shit talk bravo none of them are really going to talk badly about production but i would love to see women who completely have written off ever being cast (laughs) again really talk about what it was like and break the fourth wall oh yeah i mean like with that you have like jill zarin who is you know a thirsty bitch who spent the past like decade of her life with no goals other than getting back on housewives so <laughs> like there's nothing to lose like you how do gotten, you really feel david right like let me tell you how i really feel i mean <laughs> you know and then you have like a vicky who really wasn't over it wasn't over yeah. her firing and yeah. so she's it's like you have nothing to lose it's like so you know, look, that could be really fake now. Like everyone's trying for the camera time, but it could also just be like, I mean, I'm fired. I don't got no salary. Right. And I yeah. guarantee you, cause I mean, the rumor is they were paid 200 grand to go on girls trip to for this one. I, I bet you this, I mean, the second group got paid like way less. I'm sure. I mean, like what, I mean, like Jill's Aaron, do you want to do this for zero? I mean, you could be on TV 
under the <laughs> housewives, we're going to pay you zero. I think her bags would be packed. So I'm not sure they even got the same type of like compensation or anything like that. Here's one thing I'm curious about. Um, I'm curious if these women or if Bravo, like did Bravo officially sanction this in terms like, or are these women just going completely rogue and just doing this special? Like, I'm, I'm just kind of curious if like Bravo is pissed that now their stars are going on another network no, and revealing secrets. No, because it's Peacock and it's related. So it's all NBC and no, they definitely sanction this. Oh, okay. So Peacock is like a subsidiary. Yes. hundred percent. Okay. So it's like all in the family. So that's the thing. It's like, even if these ex-wives trash Bravo, which they won't probably, I mean, it will be edited, but I don't even think they would on the show. I think they're just like, Bravo's the one that got us here. Gotcha. Okay. So, so this is something that's just an offshoot. It's like a, it's like a spinoff show. And on the show. same network, think, essentially just straight to a different streaming platform. Yes. Okay. I think this is Bravo literally like in, in a tailspin trying to figure yes. out a new, a new recipe. Here I go again with this metaphor, but to just try to shake up the, all the franchises. I agree. Interesting. I agree. I think it's like, you know, Salt Lake may not be the highest rated, but it's new and fresh. And I mean, Look, the OC has potential too to now have a blockbuster season. I think they're just like, we need to do something because it's all, I mean, Vanderpump Rules, hello, is like this mic on? Like, I think they're just like, you know, Shaw's was fine last season, not the highest rated New York. I, I just think they're like, we need to do something. Yeah. But that's also why it's great to me because like, it's so interesting to see these people that you know so well mm-hmm. in like, just like, I mean, just interact with each other. Like you just don't know how that would go. Like who would have thought like, you know, Kenyon Luann was the fr- the friendship that we all needed in life. You know, one of the things that I think is amazing about it too is, is, you know, Chandler and I don't watch Atlanta and we don't watch New Jersey. And so we never have, we haven't seen any of it really. I've seen a little bit of early New Jersey. I used to watch it. Okay. FYI. Um, How many seasons have you seen in New Jersey? Like I watched the first few, like Caroline Manzo was like kind of my, my heyday. Okay. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, I think what basically this, these kind of new shows are, are really good entryways into other franchises because for me it's very daunting to consider watching a new franchise especially one that's not like if it's a new one that's starting to air and I can watch with everyone else that's fine but going back and watching 14 seasons of Atlanta or New Jersey it's just kind of exhausting to think about and I think what's cool about these like this this show is that now I'm like okay I actually now I need to know everything there is to know about Cynthia I'm like obsessed with Cynthia I'm so excited to watch Atlanta and get and get to know these other women because I'm like falling in love with, you know, a select part of their cast. And so I think it's like a good kind of gateway drug to the other franchises you might not have gotten into yet. Interesting. Well, I do have some bad news for you, Cynthia. Miss uh, Cynthia's not on Atlanta. Next I know I read that and that's why I kind of said that it was women who assumed that they would be continuing. Exactly. I was so sad to read that. 
I mean, I also have a theory about that too, that she kind of knew. And I think this was like a last ditch effort. No shade to Cynthia because I fucking love her. I just think this is out of character a little bit for Cynthia. Like I can tell you. Oh, really? Well, Cynthia is the last person in a way that I, that certainly me, but I think a lot of people thought would just not be happy, go lucky. Like Cynthia is very chill you know oh really yeah so so wait she's very chill you're saying so she's not the one that would nitpick every little thing which is what this feels like don't you think like she's getting offended at the most like bizarre and tiny of slights yeah this doesn't feel like cynthia i mean cynthia is i am most shocked by cynthia's behavior out of everyone's behavior not good or bad just out of character like i'm shocked more so than any of the others honestly okay well i am dying to get your thoughts on miss ramona singer's performance because if we are going to have a cast of all stars i mean is she proving herself to be like the biggest star of them all by of stealing essentially every scene she's in or you know is is she just the worst and a total asshole i mean a little bit of both (laughs) yeah 100%. I mean, a little bit of both. Look, I mean, Ramona's future is shaky here, guys. Guys, I mean, this is real. This is real. Listen, I know people Mm -hmm. that have been con. I know not a ton. I know several people in New York that have been contacted. They're not, there's no home visits. There's no filming, but I know people, I mean, not like rumors. Like I know these actual human beings have had extensive chats with Mm. now that wasn't yesterday. It wasn't three weeks ago. So I don't know. Nothing's really moved forward since then. But I can tell you, I don't think anyone is safe from New York, to be honest with you. Do you think yeah. that they, so what you're saying is they might completely redo the cast? They might. I personally think they have to bring somebody back for continuity. There has to be somebody. Do you know what I mean? But I yeah. think that. Whereas I was certain for so long, it was a clear thing. Uh, there are two people coming back. One is named Luann, one is named Ramona, and mm-hmm. we're getting five others. And there will be seven women, and that is what's going to happen. And everyone could disagree with me, but when it happens, thank you, I was right. I'm not no longer certain for a lot of reasons. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on. The whole thing where like there was the investigation against Ramona and it's closed now. But I mean, the thing is, the longer it's off the air, we can live without Ramona, the people yeah. say- And I am not age shaming because I love, love people in their fifties and sixties. In fact, I wish the whole, every TV show had 60 year old women on it and nothing makes me happier, but I just think when it comes back and Ramona is like, what, 65, 66, it's just, if they're ever going to take a break with Ramona, this is the time to do it. But I do think she's proving that she's an actual horrible person and a true all-star epic A player at at the same time from this show you guys I don't know if it's just me and I think I've said this before but I just I can't even watch Ramona I find her to be no longer entertaining and unbearable but just unbearable so I don't know I I would be totally for her getting booted from New York I'd keep Luann um I'd keep a few others but like Ramona is just is so far gone to me I don't I just don't even find her to be entertaining because to me she's like a broken record that I've seen, you know, that I've listened to a million times. Yeah. I can see that. I think she does, like, her antics do get old, for sure. 
Um, I can hundred percent see that. Although I, I do enjoy watching her to this day and I find her to be, you know, one of the funniest parts of this show. Like when she announces on the flight over that all of these women are stars and on the map because of Real Housewives of New York, that that was the show that, you know, essentially got the entire franchise off the ground. Like the cojones that this woman has, it's pretty remarkable. Right. Like I, that's the whole thing. Like to think, to think that you started this, like, I mean, there was Atlanta, there was the OC, like, what, what are you talking about? But (laughs) I, I'm not there with you as far as just being disgusted. I find her very entertaining, but I am very disgusted also. So I really could go either way and just Mm -hmm. know, like knowing her in the real world. And like, I want, like, if I saw her out, I would not have anything to do with her at this point. Like, I think she's a vile person. Like I want nothing to do with her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I and know, I'm, yeah, for sure. And I'm really good friends with people that have been on the housewives with her that are not friends with her. That even if I did speak to her, I'd probably be like, my legs would probably be cut off, but I also have no interest. So I don't know. I, I just don't know. I think she's or- standing out as the one that like, right. Every fucking conversation is about Ramona. Ramona is so interesting because and Chandler and I are kind of on a Yolanda Hadid kick because we just read Yolanda's book. Um, but in the way that like Yolanda Hadid was very grounded and like very like kind of spiritual and like had an and just seemed like a human being who was rooted in good things before she was interested in wealth and fame. Like Ramona is the exact opposite. Like Ramona is interested in wealth and fame and notoriety yep. and you know, and embarrassing excess and seems to have like, it's not, is, is not grounded at all. It doesn't even seem like you could actually have a real conversation with Ramona. No, no. this is a woman who literally is divorced and she's still making fun of other women for not being able to keep their husbands. It's just like, it's, it's insane. Yeah. She's on another level. She's on another level. She doesn't get it. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if being off the show will bring her down. I mean, the thing is, people will still kiss her ass in the comments. They'll still kiss her ass when they see her out. I mean, I live in New York City. Like, as you know, you guys, too. Like, you know, real estate here is really hard. Like, Uh you don't don't have to know people. That doesn't close a deal. You have to get in a cab and schlep your ass to Tribeca and then go over to Ramona's. What about when someone's like, I want you to sell my apartment. I'm hiring you. It's it's in Harlem. That's where it is. It's in a brand new building in Harlem. $2 million, bitch. You can make a commission. No, you're not going to do on stay on the upper East. You have to go to Harlem and then you have to go to Queens. And I mean, Ramona is going to do real estate and, and pound the pavement. I don't right. think so. No, no. You know, and that's well, what you need to do to make actual money in it. I so Ramona is like the least likable person, which I feel like every realtor needs to be likable because they have to just interface all day right. long. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to hire her. So, well, listen, you guys, need to come back because we need to talk more girls trip. We definitely need yes. to talk more OC. Now I also have put on your list that I need to know about this Yolanda Hadid book. I didn't realize Yolanda <gasps> oh, was like oh, a good, David. she's like a good, she's a good person deep down. Lauren, I mean, is, oh my God. Lauren and I both, is such a good person. We both just went on vacation to Hawaii with our family and we both gobbled up, believe me, in a matter of days. It's like a murder mystery. It's a yeah. page turner. 
does she Lots talk about sh- like current, like the divorce and, you know, if she talks about David Foster. There's a, there's a lot of juice about David Foster. Not a, not a lot, but enough to where you kind of get a better sense of who he is. I've got a lot of thoughts on him. Yeah. Does she talk it's about so like kids that are more famous than anything or no, she, we didn't go that like, it's well, not the that book was written. I think like the book, the one of like, basically when the book was written, I think Gigi and Bella had both just watched in Victoria's secret. So it's, it's, it's slightly dated in that way. They're not, it's there's, not like they're still mega stars. In the yeah, book. Of like course. they've like their stars had completely risen. Um, so yeah, it's it's very interesting. And we, we yeah, can certainly we should, talk about it forever. So a whole episode on Yolanda. Oh my god. Okay, listen, I'm gonna put this on your list. So let's let's add Yolanda. I love how out of every housewife's book you could have read, <laughs> you read Yolanda's book. Like that is a that well, is a deep dive. I'll give you a little teaser too about the Erica Jane's book that I started and then promptly put down because who the ghostwriter for Erica was like trying a little too hard. I don't know. So anyways, Yolanda's book was like actually very enjoyable to read. Yes, but sorry to Brian. I just, <laughs> maybe it's just Erica's voice on on the page that just I could not handle. Anyways. I get it. Well, I mean, okay. So yeah, I'm not going to read Yolanda's book. Cause I mean, I just don't have time to read. I just turned into a, like a derelict with no like life skills. <laughs> so you're going to have to like review this, like when we come back and we'll do girls trip more and we'll do more on all this other stuff. And definitely the OC. I'm glad that you are excited about the OC and I need to hear more about your money. Heather Terry analysis is because I know that you feel that there's something there I'm just gonna live in the glory now of the house and everything and I'm just like and by the way and we also need to talk about New York because the only person that would work with like that dramatic entrance like she's back is Bethany so they either need to come up with five million dollars right or Mm -hmm. just think of another way to I'm not even saying you gotta love Bethany I'm just saying if you think about it there's nobody from the past that we can say we're marketing the whole season around this person's back it's only Bethany and that would be five million dollars okay where can we all find you guys who want to follow you oh my gosh love you thank you so much for having us on um you they can find us we're on Instagram pop apologists and also our podcast is out every Wednesday pop apologists check us out we love Love it I will send you all this you guys will be back and love this chat you know and we'll talk soon thanks David. David Love you both. Love you, David. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.